everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listeners Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. As always, we have a lineup of listener letters, a special corner, and more. So please stay tuned. I'm Karen Choi. And I'm Emily Jennings. We'll be right back. Hi, Karen. How's your week been? Hi. Uh, well, hi, Emily. Uh, my <laughs> week has been pretty good. Okay, and good. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty busy, but it's been good. Yeah, it's been a pretty busy time mm-hmm. all, all around as uh, the cherry blossoms have started to fade. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately. But, uh, you know, but there are other flowers and spring is definitely, it's been getting warmer. And my clothes have been getting lighter. Yes. So it's been good. Yeah. yeah. It's been good overall. Right. And of course, today marks the second anniversary of the tragedy that took away the lives of innocent people, mm-hmm. mostly young students who were on board the Sewol ferry on their way to Jeju Island. Right. That's right. So today is April 16th. Mm-hmm. And to pay tribute to the Sewol disaster victims, the Gyeonggi Museum of Modern Art will showcase our artwork in an exhibition titled April, The Eternal Voyage. And a total of 22 artists have taken part in this exhibition, which actually begins today, exactly two years after the disastrous accident, which caused the loss of 304 lives, as we mentioned, mostly high school students. Well, according to the museum's director, around two-thirds of the pieces have never been shown to the public before, and around half of them were created and kept privately by the artists who were so shocked and depressed by the accident, as were most people Mm -hmm. in all of Korea. So they said that they felt like they had to create something, and this work is the produce of that. That's right. They created the pieces not knowing if they would ever show them to people later, so it's quite special. Mm-hmm. So they are; these pieces are finally being revealed to the public today, and some of the exhibits include a painting by artist Pagunte that depicts the families of Sewar victims desperately waiting for the rescue of their loved ones at Pengmok Harbor, and an installation piece made of various objects that were found at the port. Also, there's an inflatable sculpture of a black lotus flower by artist Che Jung-hwa, and that will be installed in front of a memorial altar in Ansang, Gyeonggi, for the victims of the Sewol Ferry tragedy. Right. And one of the exhibits shows a black wall in a dark room with 304 twinkling lights, just like the stars in the night sky. Uh, It's titled The Faces of Heaven, uh, which is, of course, the title of the installation. That sounds like a really beautiful piece, uh, very mesmerizing. It would mm-hmm. be beautiful to see that. And of course, these lights represent each person who lost their life in tragedy. So it has an even uh, special, special feeling when right. you see it. And the artist who created the installation, Jo Suk Jin, said that she was inspired by the old belief across the world that after death, people become stars. Right. Uh, and this accident definitely... It really uh, touched the people of Korea, mm-hmm. and it still influences a lot of people today. Uh, so I think a lot of people will definitely go visit this exhibition to pay tribute to those who lost their lives in this accident. And it will uh, run until June 25th. So for more information about this exhibition, you can visit their website, gmoma.ggcf.kr. 
Okay, well, it's time for us to move on to our listener letters and reception reports, so don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to jump into our listener letters and reception reports. We had another batch of lovely handwritten, typed up, emailed comments, letters and reception reports sent to us by you, our listeners. So let's get started. All right. Well, why don't we start off with some of the mail that we received here at the KBS World Radio studios these past few weeks. Our official monitor from Upper Hutt, New Zealand, Brian D. Webb sent us his reception reports for March 28th. He listened to us from 1230 to 1300 hours UTC on 6.095 megahertz and 1300 to 1332 hours UTC on 9.570 megahertz on two different receivers, wow. a Dagen DE1103 portable receiver and a Digitech AR1733 portable receiver with a one meter whip antenna. And and here is what he noted about 6.095 megahertz. He said there was less side splash than before with moderate interference. The Simpo started off at 33433, but by the end of the hour, it deteriorated to 23322. For 9.570 megahertz, the Simpo was 54544, and Brian said that there was a nice signal with slight side splash from 9.560 megahertz, and he added a lot of details on the program content. Content, which tells us that he was able to hear us pretty well. Well, it sounds like 9.570 megahertz was working better for you, Brian. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for the detailed report. And Brian also mentioned the weather. He said that it was 20 degrees Celsius when he listened to us. Mm -hmm. So that could also be a reason why it was yeah. uh, such clear quality. He said it was fair, too. The mm, weather was okay, fair. Good. Mm -hmm. We uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. And uh, maybe next time you can tell us how you're doing and give us some feedback on our program content and website, too. Mm-hmm. Now, our next letter is from Sanjay Sutrahar of Kolkata in West Bengal, India. And here is what he wrote. Dear KBS English Service, after a long time, I am writing to you with a reception report, specifically as per your announcement of realignment of the antennas. Please find my reception log for two frequencies. And of course, send me your new QSL card. It has been quite a while since I last received a QSL card from you. Now, I do not know why my November report via email on my reception via app was not verified. No regrets. It happens. And then he put in a smiley face. Mm -hmm. Hope this one is verified. As a longtime listener, I have not received a pennant or sticker from you. I would like to request one if they are available. It is springtime here in India. We had a rather short winter and there are fears that summer will be prolonged and very troubling. Wishing all the best to all of you at KBS English Service. My mother of 85 years of age passed away in February. I hope she finds peace in heaven. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for your letters, Sanjay. And we are very happy to hear from you. And we are also very sorry mm -hmm. to hear of your loss and send you and your family condolences. Uh, now, we were unable to send you any penance because we don't have any available. Mm -hmm. But we will send you some other KBS souvenirs. And we might have missed out on sending you a QSL for your reception report via app because we usually 
usually only send out QS mm-hmm. cells for our shortwave reception reports. And Sanjay also sent us his reception report for February 3rd through the 11th. He listened to us on 9.515 megahertz, and that's why he mentioned the uh, announcement of the realignment of the antennas because we were announcing that we wanted feedback on that. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned uh, that he listened to us on that frequency as well as 9.640 megahertz at 1600 hours UTC. He said that the reception conditions for both frequencies ranged from poor to good, with co-channel interference noted from China National Radio and PBS Nei Mengu China on 9.515 megahertz. And he added, after the change in the direction of the antennas, South Asia, which usually falls in the fringe areas of your transmissions, has never had a dedicated frequency as far as I remember since my listening to shortwave in 1973. Of course, in those years, it was half-hour programs. Anyway, since the net is available and apps, also we can tune in, but justification on shortwave band is defeated if not well heard. Hope this log is going to give an idea that still all is not too well. Hmm, well, overall, it sounds like 9.640 megahertz was better mm-hmm. than 9.515 megahertz. And the co-channel interference from China is a bit different from the Arabic language station interference that we heard about in the past. Mm-hmm. So we will pass this information on to our technical staff. Mm-hmm. Now, keeping in mind that this report is from February, right. Sanjay, yeah, please let us know if there have been any changes in the reception conditions since then, if you are listening to us. And of course, thank you so much for your detailed report. And for our next report, we will stay in India, where we had A.M. Bain send us his reception log. He listened to us with a Grundig Yacht Boy 80 receiver with built-in antenna on February 2nd at 9.515 megahertz at 1600 hours UTC and 9.640 megahertz. This info was three across the board for 9.515 5 megahertz and 43333 for 9.640 megahertz. He said that there was poor reception for 9.515 megahertz and that there was interference for 9.640 megahertz. Mm-hmm. And he added saying that, uh, Dear KBS World Radio, Namaste. Your presentation is all very good, but your reception, except for WRN, is not audible in the Indian subcontinent. Ooh, well, that is not good news, but mm. thank you for letting us know about the poor reception conditions. That is very important so we can try to figure out what's happening. Mm. Now, a few months ago, our listeners in India sent the reception, said that the reception conditions were actually quite poor. Mm-hmm. And some mentioned that this might be because of the storms that they were experiencing at the time. Right. And since this report is from February, it might have been around the same time. So if the reception conditions have improved since then, mm-hmm. please do let us know. If you are in the area, right. please do keep us informed. Mm-hmm. Now, our official monitor, Lanio Naraja from the Philippines, also sent us her reception log for January and February. These reports are from January 23rd through February 24th. She listened to us every day on 9.570 megahertz at 0800 hours UTC, and the reception conditions were good or excellent. And she wrote, Dear KBS World Radio, you always do a great job in providing me everything I need to know, particularly in your news and soul calling. It is where I pick up detailed and current reports on anything that is going on around the Korean Peninsula from politics, culture, sports, and 
entertainment. So don't ever change the format. <laughs> Maybe you can add at the end of every soul calling some trivia or quotes from well-known Koreans. Listener's Lounge is my all-time favorite KBS World Radio program because of the feedback from letters, emails, online, Facebook from your listeners around the globe. And it is the only program I can participate in. Hearing your name on the airwaves is an amazing feeling. It's priceless. So I hope the show will stay longer as in forever. <laughs> anyway, thank you for sending me the monitor card plus the gift of two pairs of chopsticks and two spoons. I already received the flash drive. Again, thank you for everything. Your avid listener. Well, what a lovely letter. Mm -hmm. That is very, very nice. And thank you so much, Lenny. You are always incredibly dedicated to us. And we know that it's not easy to do something every single day. Yep. But Lenny really always does tune in to us every single day. Yeah. And uh, she writes reception reports for all of the days that she listens to us as well, which is really amazing. It takes a very certain type of dedication yeah. to do that. So we really appreciate it. And of course, we appreciate all of your comments about our programs as well. Those are some really great ideas. And we do have a quarterly quiz. Mm -hmm. uh, but quotes by famous Koreans and trivia mm -hmm. sound like it could be interesting ideas yeah. as well. So we will keep them in our idea box for future program reshuffles. Mm -hmm. And while we are on the topic, as a quick reminder, if you have any suggestions or ideas like Lonnie and comments about our our programs or our website or our apps if you have any problems mm -hmm. while using them. We are still collecting ideas and we will put together your feedback each month for future reference and we do have some gifts prepared for our listeners who take part so we definitely look forward to your participation. Now, our next report is from Cheng Nanlu of Kaohsiung City, Taiwan, who sent us his monthly report for March. He tuned in from March 1st through the 29th on 9.570 MHz at 0800 hours UTC, and the reception condition was overall excellent with a simpo 5 across the board, and he also thanked us for a, our gift. <laughs> well, as he always does, mm -hmm. Cheng included a lovely QSL from Radio Taiwan International, which we will share with our listeners on Facebook. And thank you for the reception reports and consistent feedback. We really do look forward to hearing from you again soon. And our dear listener, Peter Erich Boek of Germany, who wrote to us from Indonesia, sent us his reception report and letter. Here is what he wrote. Dear friends, I am glad to be back in Indonesia and hope that the new year will bring you success and fun as it will for myself. Starting the new year, I retired from work and plan to migrate to Indonesia in the middle of the year. A lot of changes will take place and have to be organized. When I return to Germany in the beginning of February, I have to work on this plan and I hope all will go well. On the other hand, I hope that the conflict around North Korea and their hydrogen bomb will calm down down. This country seems to be very intent on causing problems. I pray for the conflict of the world to turn into a better situation during the year 2016. The people of the world should stand together and withstand the evil in the world. Mm, well, thank you so much for that letter. And you are right. I do hope that 2016 will be a better year for mm -hmm. all of us. And in the meantime, Peter sent us his reception report for October 14th, 2015. He tuned in at 0800 hours UTC on 9.570 megahertz from Lombok, Indonesia. And the simpo was 25443. So overall fair.
there. And he also included a little newspaper clipping about Cheonggyecheon in downtown Seoul, adding, Attached, please find a newspaper clipping, which has a report about Cheonggyecheon Stream in Seoul, which has been revitalized a couple of years ago. Currently, I am reading the book by Daniel Tudor titled Korea, The Impossible Country, and this contains a picture of the stream from back in 1966. It shows the living conditions back then. I hope the book will show more information about Korea. One day I would like to visit the museum regarding the dwellers at the Cheonggyecheon Riverbank. Well, last year we actually aired an episode um, of on Korea Panorama 70 Years on the history of the Cheonggyecheong stream. Mm-hmm. And it really is a very interesting story. Really so is, yeah. if any of our listeners missed that, you can check it out on our website. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, Peter, for sharing the newspaper clipping with us. We will post a photo of that up on our Facebook page so that all of the listeners around the world can take a look. Right. And, you know, Cheonggyecheong stream is kind of located in downtown Seoul. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, Seoul has gone through so much in the past 60 years. And that history kind of shows the history of Seoul itself. So if you think about it, it's really amazing to think how much Seoul and Korea Mm -hmm. has changed in the last 60 years. So uh, a lot of development and a lot of modernization in a very short span of time. So, And the really interesting thing is if you go to that area Mm -hmm. and you go off the uh, beaten path a Mm -hmm. little bit, then you can still find parts of old soul. Yeah. So you get the best of both worlds. That's right. So we definitely hope you can maybe come and <laughs> visit and see the museum and see Cheonggyecheon Stream for yourself because Indonesia is not too yeah, far. Yeah, it's not that far. It's a little closer than seven Germany. hours yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope you can come visit. Uh, let's move on and take a look at some of the online reception reports from this week. We had another German listener, Andreas Muklisch of Berlin, Germany, sent us his reception report for April 2nd. He listened to us on 9.515 MHz at 1600 hours UTC, and the simpo was 45433, so overall fair. And he said, Dear friends in Seoul, after a break, I heard your program on shortwave again. I send you this reception report, and I am hoping it will be useful to you. I listened to your program in English on April 2nd on 9.515 MHz at 1600 hours UTC. I heard the news and touch base in Seoul. There was the mailbag show, which was, of course, Listener's Lounge, <laughs> which talked about cherry blossoms in Yoido and reception reports from India, the UAE, Chile, and other countries, and the DX report with Christopher Brunstrom. I hope the details are correct and you will send me your QSL card. Best regards from Berlin. Well, we haven't heard from you, Andreas, in a while, so it's really great to hear from you again. And thank you for your reception report. And we do hope we will be hearing from you more often. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, please let us know what you think of our programs. And if you have any suggestions for us as well, please let us know. Our official monitor, Alan Holder of the Isle of Wight, UK, sent us his reports from April 1st to the 8th. He listened to us on two frequencies, 9.515 MHz at 1600 hours UTC and 7.275 MHz at 1800 hours UTC. The reception condition was overall poor to fair for 9.515 MHz and very poor to poor for 7.0. 
And here is his message to us. Hello to everyone in the English service. I hope you are doing fine and enjoying the spring. It will not be long now before your much-loved cherry blossoms will appear to delight the eye. I've been listening, listening to your programs quite often, as usual, and enjoying your varied and interesting output. Last week, I had the opportunity to listen to Sounds of Korea, which uh, very appropriately featured traditional songs on the themes of spring and swallows. I really liked listening to these unique melodies. Are there any Korean songs about spring flowers other than cherry blossoms, of course? Can you broadcast some of these in the coming weeks? On more serious topics, last week's edition of Korea Today and Tomorrow focused on North Korea, who has declared that it wishes to engage in dialogue with the U.S. following the imposition of sanctions. As usual, your journalists covered this story, this news story in their usual thorough and objective manner and appreciated hearing the program. So Calling continues to provide lots of interesting news stories from and around the country. Lately, I have been listening to the short Seoul travel guides that are included in the program. It is very nice to hear about all the fascinating places that visitors can see. For the future, you could include a Jeju travel guide, giving listeners a greater insight into what this magical island can offer the foreign tourists. While well, Alan continued by saying, welcome back, Emily, to Listener's Lounge. Of course, I think he's referring to when I was on holidays mm-hmm. in Vietnam. And then he said, in the meantime, It was nice to hear Jian co-hosting with Karen again for a few editions of the show. It's good to be able to sit back and enjoy KBS on shortwave radio again. As you know, since the start of the summer broadcasting season, 9.515 megahertz is now perfectly clear, which is wonderful news to mm-hmm. all of us here. And he said the signal varies from day to day. Sometimes it's weak, but generally it's fair. This is great news. Sadly, 7.275 megahertz is still blocked by China until 1830 UTC. I really do wish that this frequency could be dropped. There is a clear spot centred on 7.530 megahertz. Please, can you try to persuade the staff at Kim J to change this frequency as it would be a great benefit to the listeners. I know that 7.275 is a long-established spot on the radio dial for KBS, but there is little point in continuing to use it if countries such as China will not budge. There is nothing to lose but much to gain if this change could be made quickly. That's all for today. I will write again in a few weeks. Well, thank you, Alan, for your comments and suggestions. A Jeju travel guide sounds like a mm-hmm. wonderful idea, and we'll make sure to relay the suggestion to our producers as well as to Stuart, who prepares the travel tip segment. And we are really happy to hear that 9.515 is working a lot better for you these days. And as for your suggestion about the frequency 9.5 or 7.530 megahertz, we will make sure to pass that information along to our producers as well as our technical staff. Now, the cherry blossoms have come and uh, now they are almost gone. Mm, We're seeing a lot more green. Yes, they've gone from bright white pink to uh, half pink, half green. Mm -hmm. But we did take some beautiful photos and they're up on our Facebook page to remind us and all of our listeners of the lovely spring cherry blossoms that we had last week. And you also mentioned that you enjoyed hearing Gian co-hosting Listener's Lounge with Karen. And that actually brings us to an important announcement. Mm. Now, unfortunately... 
This will be Karen's last week with us here on Listener's Lounge. Mm, yeah, I was actually looking through old scripts and I, I started hosting Listener's Lounge, or it was actually called Worldwide Friendship back then wow. in 2013. Ooh. So it's been a good three years already. Wow. And it's been great getting to know our listeners mm-hmm. by name. And I think that's actually the magic of this show. I feel like we're all family and we're all linked together, mm-hmm. although we are in different parts of the world. And I wonder how our listeners are doing if if we don't hear from them for a while. And I've learned that although we don't see each other and if, you know, we've never really talked to each other uh, in person, but we are still family and we care for each other a lot. So I would like to thank all of you for all the love that you've shown me these past three years. And I'm really thankful because I'm leaving all of you in good hands because (laughs) Jian will be taking my place as Emily's new co-host. Yeah, and I just have to say, you know, I had a lot of fun working with you, Karen, because mm-hmm. I've, I've been working with Karen on Listener's Lounge since I started working here at KBS World Radio. And I really learned a lot from you. So I just wanted to thank you for all that you've taught me about the show and about radio in general. Well, so thank, thank you, you for, you know, thank you for making it, you know, so much fun. It's been fun. <laughs> it has. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun working with you. And on behalf of our listeners, I want to say thank you, too, because I know, of course, that they're going to miss you, Karen, a lot on Listener's Lounge but I want to say don't worry because Karen is staying at KBS Mm -hmm. World Radio and you can still hear her lovely voice on K-pop Interactive Creative Minds of Korea and Friday's Soul Calling and Wednesday's Soul Calling Wednesday's Mm -hmm. Soul Calling yep so make sure to check out her other shows and it looks like that's all the time we have unfortunately for today and uh, for the letters and reception reports so thank you so much to everyone uh, for keeping in touch with us Mm -hmm. okay Okay, well, it's time for us to move on to our feature program now. It's the DX Report, and this week we have our U.S. DX Report with Kevin O'Donovan. Hi, listeners. This is Kevin from over here in New Mexico, USA, back again with this week's listening tips. Back in March, the World Radio Network, or WRN, updated their schedule. There's a pretty good lineup, which includes stations such as Radio Prague, Radio Slovakia International, Polish Radio, Radio France International, Deutsche Welle, Radio Sweden, Radio Japan, and much more. WRN's North American schedule includes KBS World Radio, which airs at 2 hours, 8 hours, 11 hours, and 20 hours UTC. All these are the full one-hour broadcasts, and there are schedules for individual regions, such as for Europe, North America, Africa, and Asia-Pacific. And to see a schedule and listen online, simply visit wrn.org. Also, the TuneIn Radio app has the World Radio Network feeds as well. Looking at the news from Japan, NHK World updated their smartphone apps within the past week. According to a post on their website, many NHK World programs are now available via Apple TV, 4th Generation, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. The NHK World apps are free to download, and you can start watching their English channel right on your TV. They also mentioned that video on-demand access will be coming later this year. If you want to hear their radio services, you can also download their radio app and listen to any of the language services on-demand. Now, they are still on shortwave. Their summer schedule includes to Europe from 5 to 5.30 UTC on 5.975 MHz and to Southwest Asia from 14 to 14.30 UTC on 15.735 MHz 
plus many more times, regions, and frequencies. Going back to my little shortwave radio, here are a couple of recent loggings taken here in the southwestern part of the U.S. From Yemen, Radio Sana'a was heard at around 1347 UTC on 11.860 MHz with fairly good reception. SLBC from Sri Lanka was heard with a rather weak signal at around 140 UTC on the frequency of 11.905 MHz. Radio Exterior de España's Spanish broadcast was heard with fair reception at a, around 2125 UTC on 15.390 MHz. For those of you in North America who may have given up on KBS World Radio's English broadcast at 13 hours UTC due to poor reception during the winter months, you might want to try again. The signal has been steadily improving during the spring and will continue to get better as we head towards the summer. And that's all for this week's show. I'll be back next week with more radio-related news. And until next time, everyone, send me threes and take care. That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Emily Jennings. And I'm Karen Choi. It's been a wonderful three years with all of you, and I hope to see you on the show again. In the meantime, I hope you will enjoy Listener's Lounge with your new co-host, Jun. She'll be here with Emily next week with another interesting show, so make sure to tune in again. Have a great weekend, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.